0: and welcome into the Intentional Encourager Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. I have a royalty on the Intentional Encourager Podcast. You say, Brian, she doesn't look like a monarch. She is. She is the sock queen. Okay. So, A, we are gonna we are gonna talk about socks, which I think that's cool, the sock queen. I think that's very cool. And two, Maybe if we're fortunate, we can see what kind of socks she's wearing today. I have a a lovely pair of red to go with my Cincinnati red uh, socks. I can't bend a certain way. I would show you my socks. I can't bend it like that anymore. But Hmm. she creates premium custom brand socks to help people promote their business. That is so cool. She's a certified woman-owned business owner, sports fan, turtle mom. But she today is a guest on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And that is my friend, Lisa Riggs, who joins me today on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Lisa, how are you?
1: Great. Thanks for having me, Brian. I really appreciate it.
0: Not a problem. Let's start here. I've been asking folks about how the pandemic the last couple of years changed their life. Change. That's how the Intentional Encourager podcast was born. This podcast was born out of the pandemic where. I had extra time because I was working from home, it gave me ability to record lots of podcasts and things like that. Take me through the last couple of years. How has your business changed? How's your life changed? And what's one lesson that you learned from the pandemic that you will carry with you long after this is over?
1: Sure, uh, so much to unpack in that. I think everybody's got so many stories from from the pandemic. I can say, I'll I'll touch business first. Business-wise, you know, I'm a small woman-owned business. I was entering my fourth year and things were going well. Revenue was up by 60 to 70% every year. I was trucking along. I was learning. And then the pandemic hit and it was like, boom, the doors just shut. And it wasn't. My pipeline of customers weren't like, oh, yeah, we'll see you in three weeks or six weeks. They were gone. Everything was gone. And so um, I quickly pivoted to making custom face masks. And that was actually what kept my doors open during the pandemic. It ended up being more than 30% of my sales in 2020 literally did keep the doors open. And it was still a way for me to reach out to the customer base that I had developed and help them and, you know, because masks were required in schools and masks were required in businesses and, and everywhere, you know, and, and so customizing them with the corporate branding or the, you know, the school logo or, or mascot was, was a way that I could still participate with my customers. And, uh, well, people
0: kind of looked at masks, Lisa, they looked at that as an expression of themselves, right? They continued absolutely. to, they, they were like, Hey, uh, we don't want people to forget who we are. We don't want, and, and, and I knew people here, forgive me for jumping in there. I knew people here in West Virginia that were making, you know, they, they were doing the little home craft businesses where they yes. would make uh, fabric masks for people. And, you know, they, you know, uh, it's funny. My wife took some fabric that I had. I, I. I like to dabble in pocket squares and take pieces of fabric and make them pocket squares. My wife found fabric and she was able to find somebody that we go to church with and turn them into masks. But when you made that pivot in your business, was there a sense of reacting for survival's sake or reacting for, hey, listen, we are going to get reactively proactive and we're going to be aggressive. This is what we do and this is how we do it. And we do it very well. How did you find your resilience with yourself and your business through that time? Did you find like, Hey, I, we're going to be okay. We we can do this.
1: I you know during the in the heart of the pandemic I was not sure I was going to be okay. Um thankfully I was able to receive a PPP loan and you know and and just try to figure out what in the world was next. But as a small business owner like I I just this, my company was an idea. I have built this from scratch the entire way up. So uh resilience is a piece of it but adaptability is the other piece i joked before the pandemic i i often run my company by trial and error i try something it works great we continue it doesn't okay i learned my lesson and um that adaptability being able to adapt quickly i think is the only way for small businesses to survive and i i was in a lot of groups and you know different you know meetings and all these things with with you know business owners of all sizes and i was watching the ones who were just reeling and not willing to reevaluate their business and how they could adapt to this environment because we didn't know how long this new environment was going to last. We didn't yeah. know if it was forever, we didn't know if it was 2 weeks. We didn't know. And and so it was and so I when I was listening to those people I knew that that's not the type of business owner I've ever been nor was going to be. I'm not going to just I, I try to be proactive instead of reactive in so many things when it comes to you know, making big business decisions, hiring, um, changing product, you know, adding a new product line. I, I really try to be proactive and ahead of the curve. And I feel like that's the only way I'm going to continue to scale the business and grow.
0: Well, and here's the thing too. You, you know, I, I love what you said there because you, you were talking about nobody knew how long this was gonna last, right? So yeah. you've been trucking along Knowing what you knew about the sock industry and, and, and more than that, personal branding in a different way, because I don't think people understand that, you know, that you can use a product like socks to do a great personal branding. I mean, everybody has thought of shirts and hats and jackets and all these other things. And it's like, wait a minute. If, if you, if you think about it, you know, socks have really jumped in there in the personal branding space and and people now it's almost like a badge of honor right it's all it's it's kind of like a and I guilty as charged I love a good I love a good fashionable wild kind of pair of socks I've always kind of done that when when you when you meet people and you and you talk about personal branding when when it when it comes to socks and things like that What are some of the reactions you, because I would have to think that people go, wait a minute, Lisa, you know, hats we know and shirts we know and other stuff we know, but come on socks. Are you kidding me? I I mean, what happens when, when you have those kinds of reactions from folks and and how do you, how do you kind of turn that to go, Hey, let me open your mind a little bit and to think differently about this. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton, prices are going up by the day. We've got to find ways to increase our household revenue. Now, a couple ways you could do that is, one, you could go and ask your boss for a raise, but if that doesn't work,
1: Right. I mean, I definitely, it's, you know, I meet sock lovers all the time that they're, you know, show sending me pictures, pulling up their pant leg and showing me the socks they're wearing like that. That's fun. But I've I've met a lot of haters too. (laughs) And and the one thing we all know is like, nobody's going to like everything. So if somebody hates socks, fine. I, you know, I'm not going to convince you, but when it comes to just a different way of branding, I think part of, part of it is when people talk to me, they like, they see my my passion behind it, my like my belief of like I I do this actually for a reason because I really think it can help you. And um one of the big, big selling points is they're one size fits all. So all of these, and I trust me, as someone with a big head, hats are not one size fits all. I can <laughs> it, my, my family has had more jokes laughing at these, you know, hats that yeah. sit on top of my head. And so even like there's so few things out there with, you know, that the people have the traditional promotional items. Um, but they all have to do with sizing and who wants to ask people their size or who wants to guess at somebody's size it's a very awkward situation and or if you just you know you forecast and you order you end up with uh, inevitably there's always a leftover box of one size every single year I did something at the school with t-shirts I always had a leftover box of a certain size and it was a different size every year there's no way to predict so I think a huge selling point of socks is is just that one size fits all. Everybody mm-hmm. likes them, they can wear them. Um, One of my biggest complaints, I, everybody loves getting free stuff, right? And I'm a huge sports fan. And um, so I go to the game and I, and we're all getting a free t-shirt, Yahoo! And I pull it and it's a men's extra large. And I'm like, well, yeah. great, I'll never wear this. And so yeah. the excitement goes Vroom. And so if we could just get socks, like if, if people gave out socks, everybody could put them on and wear them right there.
0: Well, or, so. or if you're like, yeah, if you're like me, Lisa, you know, I'll I'll say, hey, I need a double X, and it's a skin tight double X, and I'm like, nah. right, no, that, right, that, it
1: doesn't yeah. work. There's there's like, what what would you say, like five percent of the population that that shirt's gonna fit, yeah. that free giveaway, five to ten percent maybe. And so, well, why Lisa, you, you might think get some
0: pushback from the barefoot community. They might reject your product. <laughs> I
1: might. That. I told you, you not know, got it got doesn't work yeah. for everybody.
0: Yeah, but I would
1: have to say the yeah. barefoot community is probably 5%. So with the socks we'd be reaching 95%. <laughs> so yeah, let's go
0: there for a minute because I I think yeah. people in business, you know, the 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 when you talk to people they'll say, "Hey, I want my product to to hit as many people as possible." Cuz I've even had people in this podcast are like, "Well, who's your audience?" And I'm like, "Whoever finds me." right? Mm -hmm. That's who, because I don't believe encouragement is mutually exclusive to business people or, you know, moms or parents or things. There's, there's not a person on the planet that doesn't need encouragement as well too. I would make the argument that there probably isn't a person on the planet that doesn't need socks, right? I mean, it's, you could very much make that argument that your product is pretty universal. How though, let me ask you this. How do you gain acceptance in a space where it should be a universal need or want? But there are a lot of people that go, well, how does that fit into my personal branding? You know, how, how do I, give this away as an item and people are going to be excited to get it as opposed to some of the I hope I'm making sense with that question
1: Lisa. Oh you are no I I, you know part of it part of being the sock queen and and running this business is I'm not a promotional product distributor I'm not I'm not going to do pens I'm not going to do coffee mugs I do socks and I believe part of the reason I do that is I believe in doing one thing and doing it at the best. And, and so that's what we're doing with socks. But I went, I'm a certified woman owned through WeBank and they had their national conference in Atlanta in June. And so I walked into this, you know, this giant conference center with the largest companies in the world, Delta, ATT, Disney, um, Disney, Amazon, Walmart, they're, they're all there and they all have booths. And so I have to walk up to them and t- figure out how to tell them why socks are going to make sense rather than any other promotional item. And, and the way I I, I actually what I'm realizing is um, kind of innovating the promotional product, I, you know, kind of space by offering something that is useful that people will wear that does fit. Um, I did some research and custom socks are expected to be a $60 billion industry next year. 60 wow. billion dollars on uh, and it's not not just like the cute little socks you buy in the sock shop like custom socks and they're finding so much of that growth is in the workplace because people are offering them more and more a lot of companies have company stores um you know or they want to give people something nice at the holidays i i got contacted by so many people last year that actually received socks from one of my my customers bought socks gave it to their customers and they like them so much called me and they're like wait we want to give these to our customers and they threw out the mugs and you know and, and did this instead and it's just it's a gift that is gender neutral it's a gift that you know is appreciative and then i work with a lot of my customers too i call it subtle branding like i think it's really important to think of who you are giving the socks to when designing and so we like to come up with a design that the that the recipient will love as well as the giver right and so we talk about subtle branding where maybe we don't put your logo all over the sock or have it be front center maybe we come up with a really great design that fits your branding and then your logo is on the top of the foot or the bottom of the foot or we put some messaging and and you know we make it a gift that the recipients with the logo you know strategically placed they still know it's from you every time they put that pair of socks on they get they see that they remind it but when they're wearing them on the leg it's just a really great looking sock. And I think that makes them even happier.
0: Well, there's, there's the comfort angle too. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I have, um, and, and I'm in full transparency. Some of my favorite socks that I like wearing are Nike socks. I I just yeah. like, I like the feel of them and things like that. I've gotten into as I travel a lot. And by the way, when I fly and I fly American airlines quite a bit. I'm going to start asking the flight attendants to show me their
1: socks. (laughs) If I
0: see logoed socks, I'm going to say, hey, look, it's probably my friend Lisa Riggs and spirit socks that have done that. But, you know, that's the thing. I love what you said about having an item where the giver and the receiver have mutual joy about that. That is so rare because, you know, I can remember, you know, as a young adult and even, even in into my married adult life my mom would my mom would just say to me she would just say here i'm gonna give you money and you pick out your own gifts that way i don't get you something that you want to return or that you know like we were just talking about a moment ago it's too big too small too whatever right when you think about that that mutual giving and receiving how hard is that for for business for businesses to comprehend because When they're doing promotional items, somebody feels like, okay, this is going to be cool. Our customers are going to love it, blah, 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 blah. This is why we're doing it. I don't know that people understand a lot of the things that you're talking about with sizing and things like that. Is that a hard conversation that you have to have? I would think that would be immensely simple, right? You know, but... but. Is it hard for some of your customers to understand some of these nuances that seem to be very simple, but yet they're so outside the box to go, I really thought of it that way?
1: Actually, you hit on the key word, which is simple. And that's what I lead with, is like, this is meant to be simple. You don't have to get everybody's size and then when you get the product, match all of them to their sizes and distribute it, you just hand them out. Um, As far as the designing piece, we do that for like, I have a graphic designer on staff. We do all of the designs. We come up with multiple designs. So you have choices, like it's, it's a fun process. Um, and then the, and then one of the ways too that I help people understand is I'm, I'm always happy to send out samples, like to, you know, potential customers, if they'd like to test, I highly encourage like wash and wear them. Definitely. I want you to see the quality. Our socks are actually our athletic socks are modeled after the Nike elite sock. They're a fantastic sock and, and we believe in high quality and so I live and I, I stand behind the quality. So I, I'll send them samples too. And I'm like, and this is, here's an adult size, here's a youth size, try it on, try it on a bunch of people. And I think that helps explain it too. And And I do know like for people who are just so used to t-shirts and hats and jackets, it is like a, huh? And, and so sometimes we just, there's lots of different steps. Everyone's
0: just ripping their socks off and putting your product on when they get it. It's like, what is this insanity that's happening right now? <laughs> but, but here's the thing. It, it's almost here, Here's what I'm kind of sensing as you're talking about that kind of putting myself in the moment, Lisa, mm-hmm. it's almost like yeah. it's Christmas morning. And they're going, Oh my goodness, let me go ahead and put these on now. This is, you know, what I'm wearing uh, forget this it's it's all it's Lisa I would have to think it was it would almost be like what's this garbage on my feet right now I just got (laughs) I just got these cool socks forget this whatever I have on right now you know it's almost like this is trash compared to what I just got there is a new take me through the emotional part of what you've seen too because I'll share this. I I have been in airports and things like that. And I've, you know, I, I've no, and I haven't noticed this since the pandemic. I noticed before when I was flying that I would go in an airport and there would be like a sock rack or something mm-hmm. like that, or hotels would some, some higher end hotels would carry socks. And I thought that's a really good idea because sometimes you forget to pack socks at least guys do i mean guys raise your hand if you're watching this on on youtube or listening right you forget to pack socks and some of these hotels these higher-end hotels have these nice ties and belts and socks that, that you can get i haven't seen much of that lately lisa i haven't seen it and i don't know if it is just a oh the pandemic hit and we've forgotten about this but I, th- I would think that people would want to be intentional with something that stands out. I've kind of lost my train of thought what I was going to ask you. But what happens to a folks emotionally that do you notice they have those V8 moments of going, why didn't I think of socks? This is brilliant. Why didn't I think of that? I'm trying to I'm trying to put myself in the moment there when, when, you, when you have customers that, that give those as gifts like that.
1: Definitely. Um, I mean, and and I've had more like more repeat customers come back because either like they've sold out or given to so many away so fast, because it was such a great item. And, and I think part of the fun um, for my customers is often the people they give the socks to are sending them pictures and videos of them wearing the socks. And so it becomes this like crazy, fun, you know, experience for everybody just over a pair of socks and I really think a lot of it for us like we really work hard to create a a design that sells itself basically and and so it really starts with just like the effort that we put in on our end to make sure this is something somebody's going to receive and go oh my gosh I love that see I don't know why
0: Lisa you you give me you kind of sparked my my interest here I don't know why you see we see all these Instagram pictures right where people are going to the beach where they're laying outside and they're doing the snapshot and taking their pictures of feet in the sand or something yeah. like that why don't they just do that with your product where it's just like hey take a picture of me of of my product on your feet and send them to me and things like that because again i would think you know just thinking about guys okay just thinking about it from a guy perspective. Socks are really a fashion enhancer. I mean, for for us guys, um, and and it and it's really something that can really set your wardrobe off. I, I love it. I, I love putting um I was I was wearing a suit the other day and somebody w- looked at my socks and they went, Man, your socks match everything <laughs> about you. And it's just it's it's an enhancer to that. But I want to go here for just a second. And talk about being a a certified woman business owner and things like that. I know we're, we're in our society, we're supposed to kind of be gender neutral and things like that. But I really think it's a statement for young ladies to go, hey, you can do this. Because we see a lot of entrepreneurs that have service-based businesses. But your product, you've got a singular product. And you've just so beautifully described all the different ways, just working it into conversation, all the different ways. And I'm sitting there going, I never realized that. Never thought about that. Never thought about that. What piece of intentional encouragement can you offer a young lady, maybe somebody that's in their early thirties, maybe late twenties, and they're taking that first dive into the business world and they're going, Hey, I feel like I can make an impact here. Do you have a piece of intentional encouragement you could share?
1: Yeah, actually I I would share a piece I got from one of my friends who was a business owner before I was, and she and I went out to lunch um, and I was running everything by her right right at the very beginning and um, And what she, the advice she gave me was when you're starting your business and you first start to reach out to people, don't reach out to your inner circle first, like your first connections, right? Um, Try to reach out to like your second and third connections that you don't expect a yes from because you are going to get a thousand no's for every yes. And so if you reach out to those first connections and you get no's, it's going to be really defeating. So reach out to the people that, you know, maybe aren't going to, that maybe that you don't expect to say yes, because it is going to take a lot, you are going to get a lot of no's um, before you start to get some yeses. And, you know, and and just be resilient, stay persistent. Um, uh, Obviously, we all get knocked down. and, And, you know, for myself, like, I have a pity party that night, but by the next morning, I get up and I'm right back at it. And so that would be my advice as well. And for young, for any female, um, business owner, I highly recommend getting certified through WeBank. It is, um, it's not only, you know, it's not, it's great to have the woman owned certification, but the resources, the training, just the, the, you know, the opportunity they offer is amazing. And there's also, there's a lot of minority, um, business, programs out there as well for yeah. men and women of you know that are minority and and they are um you know the supplier diversity managers pay attention yeah and it's it's definitely something worth doing it's it's a lot of work but it, it is worth it when you get it
0: Hey, everybody, Brian Sexton. You know dreams are powerful pieces of intentional encouragement. We all have them. If you're a business owner, you've probably always dreamed of taking your sales to levels you've never seen before. I've got a guy that can help you with that. His name is Brad Norwood. My good buddy Brad has been on the Intentional Encourager podcast as a guest before, and he is a dream specialist. His company, Dream It Pro, offers incentive packages to travel to places such as the Masters, kentucky derby the super bowl even exotic places that you've always wanted to take your team but you just didn't know how to do it brad's your guy and oh by the way brad's a certified bucket list coach so he can help your team members achieve their personal dreams as well i want you to go to www.dreamitpro.com and find out more or call him directly at 479-466-6907 and by the way tell him you heard it on the intentional encourage podcast let's get back to more great conversation here on the intentional encourage podcast Lisa, a lot of people would ask this question of you this way. I'm going to go in a little bit different direction. Sure. What was the easiest part about getting into business and doing that? Because people will say, oh, what's the hardest thing you've overcome? Or what's the, the biggest challenge? Things like that. I don't want to know about that. Because again, I believe this way. I believe if you can give someone something to do that's easy to do, it starts to grow an encouraging seed inside of them. You know, it. we we know that if a hurdle is ankle high, we should be able to step over that. It's like, okay, yeah, I can do that, sure. And then the, the, the higher hurdles start to become easier because we can just step over them. If we stepped over the first one, we step over this one. So for you, what was the easiest thing for you about going into business and, and becoming an
1: entrepreneur? No one's ever asked me that question. Everybody does. Good. Always, Good. I'm glad hard?
0: no one's asked you <laughs> so, that.
1: Question. I'm racking my brain. Honestly, no. I, I think um, you know, the easiest thing for me, I I was at a spot where I um had and my my career was in HR in Silicon Valley and high tech and uh, when I had the kids it it became obvious that that wasn't going to be a fit for the type of mom I wanted to be and so I had stayed home with the kids for um, for some years and loved it I volunteered in everything I co-founded a neighborhood association absolutely loved it it's actually how I built the fundraising background that I have for the for the company so the easiest part in starting this was actually taking the risk because. I knew that succeed or fail, I was setting a good example for my kids by showing them that when you have an idea, when you have a dream, go after it. And so I knew that I would at least be setting that example um, regardless of the outcome. That's
0: awesome. And I'm just jotting a couple of notes down here. So I gotta ask you this, if you could kind of jump back to when you first launched your business, if you were one of the mentors in your, in your network. And Lisa then reaches out to Lisa. Now what's the one piece of advice you think you would have given yourself when you got started,
1: get a mentor or, you know, you can't, you can't really afford, you know, when you're uh, usually starting a business, unless you've got funding, you can't really afford to go get a coach or anything like that. And I used score. I used, I had a mentor through score, which is, you know, free to small business owners, but um, I think if you can get a mentor that's going to be that, you know, you can meet, meet regularly with, that is going to help you grow your business instead of, um, I, I've never, I haven't ever found that one mentor that is like that person that I can talk to month over month and and really guide me. It's been, most of it has been, you know, self-run. And I'm sure I could be farther along if I had somebody who had done it before telling me or giving me advice on on where to go. So that would definitely be my advice.
0: Okay. I got to ask you. Share with me your best sock story from, from, from your business. Share, share with me the story that it was like, okay, I know I've got something here. Maybe, you know, it could be a, a client or something like that, but share your best sock story with me.
1: So, um, so the business is, I started the business with the socks, mostly as fundraisers because that was my background. And, um, and so i still, I work with, you know, I, I work with quite a few organizations, schools, nonprofits, sports teams, et cetera, for the bands for the fundraising part, as well as I have that corporate part. And so we just, we kind of make them for all sorts of things. So on that fundraising end, um, I work with, uh, various world down syndrome, organizations, because World Down Syndrome Day is March 23rd, and their hashtag is hashtag lots of socks. And so they it's a way for them to express themselves through quirky socks and so i had a um a down syndrome organization there in texas and they came to me and actually it was um, one of the women that i worked with has down syndrome and she really led the project which was amazing to to work with her and um and get her point of view on how we can make this work for you know the entire organization but they wanted to run a sock design contest and, and then we would bring those socks to life. And so we did, I gave them the template. They ran it, they, they, they couldn't narrow it down. They had so many good designs that they couldn't narrow it down to just three. And so we did front and back, like this design is the front of the sock. This design is the back of the sock. And we ended up doing five designs on three socks and um and then they we you know we we produce the socks we helped them like run through every step of it and then on world down syndrome day they got to wear socks that they had designed themselves so i always thought that was really cool i imagine them like walking around town with their socks on the, the, especially the you know the artists that that were the sock winners thing and like telling people like i i made like i drew these i made these and um and their theme too was like down syndrome rocks and like they were they just had really great themes that were incorporated into it and so I, that's one of my favorite stories
0: That is so cool. That is so cool. Listen, i didn't know that we could talk for 30 minutes about socks. That this is this is so <laughs> cool because You've given us a lot to think about today because Lisa, I, and, and we've got more in, in, in part two of our conversation, we're, we're gonna hear your story. But I don't know that, what, what I see with you is, what you're telling us is, there are lots of ways to promote your business. There's lots of ways for you to, to make a difference in your customers' lives. There's lots of ways to do this. And I think we get so locked in to the mainstream things, and I'm using that in air quotes, that we don't understand that some of the best things that really can impact your customer from a branding standpoint are things that are just gonna be things you wouldn't have thought about, right? Things that, that, are, that are different and unique. And so you've brought us that today. Hey, let folks know how they can connect with you. I think that people are gonna wanna connect with you. Um, take a minute to, to let folks know how they can connect with you. And maybe there's somebody out there that goes, Oh my gosh, this is such a brilliant idea. I need to be working with spirit socks. How can he do that?
1: Yeah. And there, and actually if, if anybody is interested, like the samples and the mock-up designs we do for free, um, because I really feel like somebody should know what their product is going to look like before they decide whether they want to purchase it. Seems, seems only fair. Right. So, yeah. um, Best way to contact me, there's a couple of ways. I mean, you and I met on LinkedIn, so they can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Lisa Riggs, pretty simple. Um, the website is spiritsocksusa.com. Socks is S-O-X. There's a lot of, you know, let's start buttons where they can contact me as well. Email is Lisa at Spirit Sox USA and number is 408-513-3645.
0: Lisa at spiritsocks.com. By the
1: way,
0: Spirit Socks USA, forgive me, Spirit Socks
1: USA, and Socks is S-O-X, so yeah.
0: Spirit Socks USA, www.spiritsocksusa.com, and uh, no, we don't have Intentional Encourager Podcast Socks, maybe down the road we will, maybe down the road we will, but we don't have Intentional Encourager Podcast Socks, that would be pretty cool, because teal. that's why I have Teal, Teal's Probably my Teal's favorite. Teal's a great oh, color. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So good. Lisa, you have, <laughs> this has been fun. I really appreciate you joining us. We're going to have a second part. So you want to stay around for, for the second part of this conversation. But Lisa, I really appreciate you joining me on the Intentional Culture podcast.
1: Thank you, Brian.